0: Hey guys, Alex here. If you're coming to the Modern Grand Prix at L.A. in L.A. this weekend, or just happen to be in the L.A. area, be sure to come by the Artificer's Lounge, which is hosted by us. We actually got a lounge that we're hosting. It's alongside Don't Make This Weird, uh, who's helping us sponsor the event. It's on Friday from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. at G.P.L.A. If you aren't aware of Don't Make This Weird, you'll certainly be hearing more about them as we collaborate on a multitude of exciting special edition products that will soon be available to everyone. Don't Make This Weird is for those forging their own path. They strive to bring awareness to the passions that people have in life, regardless of how the rest of the world may view it as an obscure or different. Uh, as a reminder, GPLA Artificer's Lounge. Check us out. Follow us on Twitter for more updates on the cool stuff that's going to be happening. There'll be prizes, some modern tournament play. We'll, we'll be there. Uh, so yeah, hit us up and enjoy the episode. Bye, guys.
1: Welcome, Welcome travelers. We're aware, we're aware that your journey, journey was to difficult, to but prepare to prepare have your questions, questions answered, for, for you have been, been granted, granted an audience with. The
0: Masters of Modern. And welcome back to the Masters of Modern podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode. Welcome to an episode directly preceding our local Grand Prix, a
2: modern Grand Prix in Los Angeles here. This is exciting. We haven't had one of these. Have we had a a Grand Prix in Los Angeles since this podcast started? I don't think so. Uh,
0: I think as this podcast started. We had one. G, like like i think gpla the last a one half ago. which is standard con standard was like right after the pro cons pro tour, okay. was yeah. like the third fourth week of this podcast
2: if it was standard that's probably why i have a hard time you to were not
0: on the podcast at the time at of the that time, gp because it was in those first couple months it yeah, um, was the Glenn jones episode
2: we're not uh, we're not making no the fact we have a very special guest on the line we have a modern expert we have multiple time grand prix top 8 and grand prix champion with a modern deck sam party welcome to the show sir hey guys how's it going Good, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. This is fun. We did an episode with you once, and the file was...
0: The Lost Masters of Modern episode. It
2: was corrupted and destroyed, and so now we get to start over with you and uh, be more polite this time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of redemption. Yeah. The long-lost episode, I guess.
2: Exactly, exactly. And this is so perfect because, as we mentioned, you won Grand Prix Portland with Pod, and currently uh, the best deck in the format is a very similar to Birthing Pod deck in uh, in Abzan Company. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure you have some thoughts on that deck and some of the differences and similarities. So we, we want to get into all of that, but I'll let Alex take it away here with all of our shout-outs before we do that.
0: All right, so first off, you should follow us on Twitter. Yep. Pretty important. We're at the MMCast. We do 99% of our interactions with the internet on Twitter. Yep. So go follow us. I'm personally at Kes Wiley. You can find me personally at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter or Instagram. Sam, where can they find you?
1: I'm at Smidster, S-M-D-S-T-E-R.
0: And continuing, uh, make sure to check out our sister podcast, The Command Zone. Jimmy and Josh, they do awesome commander content, commandering around.
1: Yeah, those guys
2: are super cool, and uh, and they are... Yeah, they have they have all of the fun when it comes to commander things, yeah. which and, I like.
0: You don't like commander.
2: Uh, I've like played commander in my day.
0: Have uh, you? Have, how many games in total in your life have you played of commander? Probably like sixteen. Okay, I like that's I, more than I expected.
2: I like never was like a huge probably more than that. There was a few years early on that I played a lot of commander, but I I was never the biggest fan of it, and it's because it is like I don't like multiplayer magic. I don't hate it. But like, I don't get the chance to play as much Magic in the formats that I like anyway. So finding time to invest time and money in like a multiplayer format is harder for me. If I got to play Magic seven days a week, I maybe would play more
0: Commander. Okay. Maybe. Um, beyond that, we have a Patreon. Yeah. Cool stuff you, you, happens if you donate when we do our brew episodes. Only your decks get to be considered for doing Deck Doctors on.
2: Yeah, well, we want to have those, one of those coming up pretty soon. Yep. We have video content we're going to be rolling out pretty soon. Yep. That's a thing that's paid for by Patreon. We have a better microphone. We do a
0: live, live, live cast once a month. Yeah. Soon to be multiple times a month. If you're a swag box subscriber,
2: you have two different colored Masters of Modern Aluminum water bottles. Well, that models. was the last
0: month. So this month, we haven't decided exactly, but there's going to be a suite. Something yeah. sweet. So far, there's been signed Geist foil, Geist of Saint
2: Giraffes. and signed architects in the same in the same thing. And then we had play, play mat. Mat and then yeah. water bottles.
0: So yeah. So that's the thing. Donate we do. to the Patreon. All right, now on to magic things.
2: Yeah, yeah. So Sam, you're you're one of the premier modern players uh, historically. You've you've invested a lot of time, a lot of energy into the format. Would you say that modern is your favorite format?
1: Yeah, I actually haven't played as much Modern recently just because I've been focusing on Standard with the Pro Tours and the GPs, but Modern definitely was at one point the format I played the most of, and I, I would guess that I played the most of anyone in the world back in the day.
2: Yeah. Were you um, disappointed? Oh, sorry, keep going.
1: Yeah, when, when Pod was legal, I think I, I had something like 3,000 matches played with that deck back wow. in the day.
2: Did you, were you disappointed recently with the announcement that the Pro Tour was going away?
1: Yes and no. I historically, it has been my best pro tour um, as far as my results, right? But I also think that the cost of having that pro tour, the, as far as bannings and whatnot goes, is, is relatively high. So I, I'm really okay with them changing it up too.
2: Gotcha. Do you think that there's going to be any kind of long term like, you know, we've talked about these sort of like super conventions, you know, huge modern tournaments that are sort of they're not the pro tour. They're maybe like third party tournaments, but it's such a beloved format that you would think that maybe somebody would eventually step in to fill that space without having to ban things because from a coverage standpoint, it's never been a problem to watch. The same decks like I don't you know I mean Eldrazi was a specific example but historically before that it was a very loved format to watch do you think that we'll see some sort of replacement like a larger tournament not run by Wizards
1: yeah I I wouldn't be surprised to see something like what the vintage community does you know they have like vintage champs every year I wouldn't be shocked if something like that came about for modern at some point and that would be a pretty cool tournament I'd probably go to it yeah right
2: you'd think it would be even bigger than the vintage thing just because the card availability would be so much higher um yeah, it's we've talked a lot about these sort of major these major convention type of designs where, you know, Grand Prix as Alec you say this all the time, you're like they really should start to feel more like big magic conventions, less just like, you know, the smaller version of pro tours that are open to the public. Um and I think that's kind of it's very it'd be very cool the idea of there being a huge one just for modern, you know, maybe once a year or twice a year or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think that that would be absolutely awesome. I, I would definitely make you know, if if it worked out, I would definitely plan to attend something like that.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so looking at the Grand Prix Los Angeles
1: metagame, are you are you playing in GPLA? I am. I, I'm pretty local. I live up in San Francisco, so haven't decided exactly how I'm getting there, but I, I'm going to be there. Do you know what you're playing? No, I don't. I've been trying. I've had a few a few brews and a few old decks that I've been working on. Got some nice stuff. Um, I don't know if you saw the mono white humans deck. That was running around a little bit. That was something that me and Jacob Wilson were working on. Not going to play that, but it, it's got some interesting things going on. Yeah, we just we
2: just had a conversation, what, two days ago, Alex, about a Mono White Humans deck? And and we actually didn't even know. I, I guess maybe the person we were talking to brought it up because they had seen your deck. I wonder if that was why. Um, or I'm assuming that you're playing, you know, Champion of the Parish and then the new 2-drop that does that similar thing. Thalia's and Lieutenant. Thalia, yeah, Thalia's Lieutenant and, and probably some Hate Bear-style creatures and things like that.
1: Yeah, it was mostly it was actually more of a beatdown than hate bears type strategy, I would say. We had we had Thalia as sort of the the only real hate hate creature, but the deck did some interesting things and was trying to take advantage of um uh, all your white creatures gain protection from the color of your choice, whatever that card's oh, called. Oh, emergence, I think it's called. No, 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 no. Uh, no, uh, Brave the Elements. Yes. Yeah. Brave the
2: Elements, that's what it's called.
1: So Yeah, so so that was sort of our plan and it, it was good at first we had town Gossipmonger in our deck sure and then as soon as we flipped that <laughs> card and had honor of the pure in play and brave the elements in our hand because it becomes red when you flip it oh it was a, a little awkward yeah i guess that that does make sense it still
2: sounds pretty fun though um did you guys try to play Windbrisk heights in the deck
1: no, we uh, we were all in on one drop, so gotcha. I don't think you wanted that. But there's a lot of directions you could build the deck, and it felt sort of like a slightly less powerful affinity, but also you're not as vulnerable to some of the things. You know, Stony Silence doesn't do anything against you, and a lot of the affinity hate cards don't get you as badly. It's, I mean, we've talked. We had a whole episode at one point we did.
2: What was it? just a few months ago i think try like under underrepresented tribes in modern the best tribes um, and it is really interesting when you think about that that's one of the most fun angles that they have in design is like if we design one more two drop one more two drop that makes this you know X, y, or Z tribe a little more powerful then it can jump onto the fringes of being competitive um, and that's that's fun with humans i wonder how many of the other tribes are like that
1: yeah, definitely. It would not like werewolves. I think is also probably pretty close. Vampires, maybe.
2: Yeah, we've talked about werewolves a bunch recently. We we were all like pretty excited about Silver for Partisan. We thought that card was pretty sweet. And by we all, uh, that I mean means me. me <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that card's awesome, and I was trying to figure out some way to build like Mayor of Aberbruck, Silver for Partisan, with like lots of you know like I don't know gut shots and and mutagenic growths and things like that. Just well, I definitely think like
0: vampires has been pushed. You know, Murfolk has really in modern, especially, only been pushed like twice, yeah. As far as formats go, as as far as uh, blocks go, and Vampires now has its fourth time being pushed as a tribe. Right. Humans now has its third time, I think, being pushed as a tribe. So there's definitely a lot of eventually you just hit that that number of cards that are good in, yeah. in a single tribe and enough lords to kind of take advantage of it. That it makes it worth kind of trying it out.
2: With werewolves, did you when you looked at it? Was there any part of you that tried thinking about the silver work, or did you just see it? It's a three drop, and I can't do anything with this.
1: Well, I actually have a, a brew from Matt Nass, if you know him. Who uh, he he was playing silver Fur with ground rift was his big combo
2: because
1: hmm. you you know you, you storm off with ground rift, and each copy you target silver Fur with is gonna is going to give you an extra oh, nice. That's,
2: that's sick. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to like I was looking at all the versions like I had a version I was trying to run with maybe Phalanx leader. Um I like uh-huh. I like the idea of that and uh I don't know, I was trying to go maybe heroic, you know? I was like can you comp- can you combine with him with heroic and kind of do something like that? But it, it and and you know, cuz then it's like cards like uh the sweetest card in the whole entire brew was travel preparations because like just like a heroic creature and a silver fur and travel prep was just like, Oh my God, the value is unbelievable. <laughs> I was losing my mind. I like the
0: storm idea a lot better. <laughs> yeah, it seems a lot more reasonable and modern. There's a reason that I never built that deck.
1: Um, um, y- yeah. It was like the new deck plus silver fur is sort of a plan B. Yeah. Right, right,
2: right. Um, all right, cool. So, so you've, you've got some ideas for GPLA. Um, how do you, how do you like the format right now? I mean, like uh, we're, Obviously, it feels a lot more safe. It doesn't feel anywhere near as tumultuous as it used to feel. We've passed Eldrazi Winter. There's no more, there's no more concerns of bannings. And we've had these, these big cards unbanned semi-recently that overall, I mean, Ancestral Visions and Sword of the Meek haven't made as big of an impact on the format, I, th- I think, as maybe people imagined when they were on the ban list. Um, what do you think about the format right now?
1: I think the format's in a pretty good place and and like you said it feels safer even when you're losing to Ancestral Vision it doesn't feel like a disaster in the same way that losing to like Summerbloom does where you die on turn 2 you know you, you're still dying to that card on turn 10 not so you still get to play some games um I I've really enjoyed the format the one problem I've had I guess is that a lot of my play is on Magic Online and the the Malira deck is kind of miserable to play on there right now
0: why is that? Play with or play against, or both? Moto.
1: Play with because of the the amount of triggers. Um, I was pretty fast at the old the old pod combo where you you know just Malira, Viscera, Seer, Finks, just a bunch of clicks and you gain 200 life and that's usually good enough. Right. But with Anafensa in the mix, you actually have to click on the creature you want to bolster onto, oh gosh. which just adding that extra layer of difficulty really adds a lot of time to to trying to combo with it. Oh uh, yeah, that sounds. Re-
2: it does it, it just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't give you the option to just like click quantity or something. That's a shame. So
0: so right now, what do we think is the base modern metagame? Like what's tier zero, what's tier one? I mean, we kind of talk about this. We talked yeah. about this before the Pro Tour. I mean, I definitely think the Malira Combo Coco Decks is tier zero. That's the deck that that's yeah, that's Abdul Company format.
2: And and that's a similar deck, really, to Birthing old Pod. Birthing Pod decks. It's a little less it's a little less consistent. I mean, you don't you don't get as quite as much control over exactly what's happening.
0: Um, and That's pretty much everything else the same. And I would say coco like this is a deck that theoretically can have infinite life on turn 3 where you didn't have that option I guess in birthing pod. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, the thing is the thing is with the birthing pod decks, the things that made the birthing pod decks so frightening was that if they were on the play and they had a mana creature and they resolved birthing pod and you didn't have some way to interact with it right away, you were just like I am so behind the eight ball. I am so screwed now because this is on the table. Whereas with collected company and with court of calling being your engines in that deck, it's like, it's still really scary, but they can't get, they can't cast a collected company that fast. Um, turn three. I mean, that's not as fast as casting a birthing pot on turn two.
0: Sure. Birthing pot's on the table.
2: They have to have a piece to get rid of it. Whereas collected company, you know, so, so I mean, how do you think the decks compare? Sam?
1: Yeah, I mean, Pod was certainly more powerful, and I think one of the, one of the things that Pod did better than this deck was play, uh, play the beatdown game. This deck is still pretty good at it, but Pod, like, you, you didn't have quite the same deck-building constraints. You could go all the way up to five, get your revel arcs and stuff like that, and uh, that, that's a, so that's a big change. Like, th- this, this iteration of the Malira combo, I think, is a little more combo-focused than it
0: was in the past right it, because it's playing s- essentially six copies of malira yes yeah it's it's got more copies
1: of malira and you 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 don't have as consistent pod, pod was just so consistent that no matter if you had a single creature you probably could beat them with just that creature whereas if you if you have a single company i mean it's it's going to be good but you know two bolts might undo you two paths you're you're not quite you don't have quite the same Long game. I'm gonna just win this game if it if the game keeps going. I'm just gonna win. Engine that you used to. Have you played a lot of
2: different kinds of collected company decks in modern? Like, have you messed around with it?
1: Uh, I've I've played it a bit. I've played it and
0: elves as the other company deck. I've played the most of probably. Hmm. I actually really love elves for GPLA. Like that. People keep asking me on Twitter and in real life, like, what deck should I play? Yeah. And it gets like, anger the gods is a huge problem. Yeah. That's a huge problem for the deck. But like beyond that. Like, it doesn't interact with the graveyard. There's no artifacts. Like, a lot of the premier sideboard hate is not that prevalent. And a lot of board wipes aren't good against Coco, other than Anger of the Gods. So, like, you have a pretty big window there.
2: It also doesn't get housed a Spellskite, which is sweet. That's, like, really... Like, every... I found that when we were testing the other day. (laughs) Uh, I was playing Infect against somebody, you maybe, and, like, you just, like, played a Spellskite. And I was like, God, this is so much less fun now. This is so so much less fun that this... Right. And well,
0: that's why I, th- I think, I think, if infect and burn specifically have a pretty bad weekend moving forward, yeah. because burn, because infect gets so wrecked by just like a main deck spellskate that you mm-hmm. can collect a company. So you have four theoretically eight copies of collect you know spell right. skate in your deck that you can just tutor and find on turn two three.
2: Yeah, I do find collected company decks to be pretty fascinating. It's it's a, it's one of the. I mean, anybody who listens to this podcast knows this, that I had a deck, I played a lot with it, but I just like the card a lot, and it's it's one of those cards that I think is so interesting that when it was printed, it took a bit before people were really like, oh, this is the Stone Cold Nuts, this has real potential, um, and now you can go a lot of different directions, there's just, there's, yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh, well, I think part of that is is it's Batman Syndrome, I've used that for serum visions a lot where it was right after birthing pod was printed or banned so everyone was like oh this card is so much worse than birthing pod right that doesn't mean it's not great it just means that you know people were unhappy with it for it being a weak imitation of a card that they loved and so it took a while for people to really come around to being okay with it same as serum visions didn't see play in Modern pretty as heavily as it should have been for years, because it wasn't Ponder, it wasn't Preordained, and it wasn't Brainstorming, because it wasn't that good, then why am I playing it?
2: Yeah, the Collected Company deck that I've been messing around with, I think I showed this to you last week, is I'm trying to figure out some sort of Zombies Collected Company deck, because I'm loving the interaction between... First off, what's the what's the thing the five six flyer that I like so much for three in blue? The thing that you have to rem- exile cards. Not Geralt's Messenger, the other one. No, no, no. Some some kind of scab. The scab Ru- scab ruinator. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm loving the interaction between scab ruinator, collected company, and then relentless dead. As if your dead dies, you can pay three at the time of death to resurrect the five six, um, and then throw in throw in tide hollow scholar, which is also a zombie and disruptive, and getting vile. S- yeah, and vials, the other card of course, and then getting your Skullers back with dead, relentless deads. Um, I was really I was playing around with that and enjoying sort of how that was going. But unfortunately, uh, the scab ruminator is a giant pain to start the game with if you don't have Vile. It's like you just don't want it and it's a it's just hard to deal with. So
1: those are some steep mana costs too. You got black, 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 white and blue, blue colorless and green.
2: The way I was designing it actually was that you would never have to cast the the uh the
0: scab it's like really just green black and you just happen to have a scab in your deck that triggers off other things and you
2: just it's basically just you're just playing green black white and and you're playing um black 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 white and then but your white's really just gonna be for sculler and path um but you know you play decay it's got similar cards and feeling to the to the cocoa deck I was playing before the ruinator obviously is the odd man out and the conclusion I came to which is why I, I, mean, I stopped playing it
0: I don't know if you want to brew this deck right now but. You could probably just go get rid of white, be black green, just be heavy on black green. Maybe we'll play blue and add Jace. Not that that makes this cheaper, but then you could discard the Scabruinator for cards if you need but need to.
2: Yep. Yeah. No. Totally. I mean, there's 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 a bunch of there's clearly a bunch of ways to do it. The reason I gave up on it was because when we designed Coco last summer and the Vile into Mir Superior Plan or the Burning Tree Emissary into Mir Superior Plan allowed you to have him on turn two or turn three, the earliest you can ever get the scab off of a vial is turn four, which is just not good enough. It's fine, but it's too many hoops to have to jump through to get that card in play.
0: Right, when Collected Company has infinite life at that point. Birds exactly. killed you. Like all these other decks are just doing yeah. something way more proactive at that point. Um, all right, so we think Collected Company is ter- top top tier. That's probably the, the best top, deck. The, yeah. the best deck in the format. What, what, do, we got, what do we think is kind of like the next step below that?
1: I would say never sleep on affinity. That was the deck that, I was planning to play at the Pro Tour we played Eldrazi before we discovered the Eldrazi deck, obviously. Um, And the deck's just so powerful and so good.
0: Redundant. Yeah, it's got consistency. We were talking about this before. I I think Affinity has a really good window this this weekend because Affinity's not as bad as Dredges in Legacy, but it is kind of that deck where if everyone shows up with enough hate for it, it's going to have a bad weekend. And because of the unbannings... Because Thopter Foundry and sort of the Meek combo was like thing people were afraid of and were planning for. There was a lot of Stony Silences out there. But for this weekend, you know, that deck hasn't done anything for three weeks, four weeks almost. Right. So people aren't kind of coming into this being like, oh, I have to prepare for my Artifact matchup because it hasn't done any showings. People might think it's bad in the format. And on top of that, you know, Affinity hasn't done well either. So both of those decks, because of the Stony Silence prevalences, have been doing bad. But now that people aren't really having guns targeted at it. Yeah. I can see it making a comeback this weekend.
2: Yeah, I mean the modern is definitely in a place now where it's because it's balancing, it's beginning to balance, it is gonna be in that it's gonna be in that standard, uh, that standard feeling of every weekend it's the medical. And it's it didn't it wasn't always that way. It was so seasonal. And then the bannings would change things up. change things up so much. Um, it'll be very interesting to see as we go forward now what the world looks like. Uh, you know, six months or a year from now when Grand Prix are still happening um, because, you know, the cards aren't printed that fast, and there's not that many cards that get printed that make that big of an impact on Modern. So it really is going to come down to a rock, paper, scissors for whichever weekend, um, which are some of the best Grand Prix's we've seen. We've seen those great Grand Prix in the past with Modern, where there's six or seven or eight different decks in the top eight.
0: So, so what, are, what are your guys' thoughts on the, kind of the two new kids on the block? The first one is the... Um, Nihiri decks. The Nihiri decks with Emrakul. Right. Uh, the, the Jeskai ones. And the other one is the Dredgevine lists.
2: I know which one you like better. <laughs>
0: oh, I like both of them. I mean, yeah. I like blue, white, red decks, and I—I I mean, yeah, they're both in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Have you messed
2: around with either of those, Sam?
0: No. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've—I've I've played a bit with both. Well, I actually haven't played with dredge. I've played against dredge, and I—I've been actually pretty unimpressed with the dredge deck. Like, I've had games where they do their thing and they get their whole graveyard into their deck, and or their their whole deck into their graveyard, and I'm playing like elves, and they just still lose to whatever the elf thing I'm doing is which feels like maybe your deck is not doing quite a quite a powerful enough thing if that's happening.
2: Yeah, for me the dredge of my decks come down to the, basically there's a lot of graveyard hate that's going to be floating around. That's that's like one of the big concerns. Like most of my thoughts are like I need to have well,
0: scavenging goose is just a beating, yeah. I just I mean, if
2: I was going to build a deck and and I was any whatever deck I was going to build and I was going to build a sideboard for it, it would absolutely have a chunk of graveyard removal. And I just you know, your cards like your your vengevines, your prized amalgams are not that sweet when they just get like you go through all this work and then it's just like your graveyard's gone. And it's like, ah, well, that was my whole entire <laughs> plan, so I'm gonna have to just try to hard cast this vengevine now from my hand.
0: That's not that sweet. There's there's nothing less fun than that. <laughs> no. <it's laughs> so not my a person who has a lot of experience with hard casting Avenge Vines makes you feel bad. It trades. Unfavorably, right there. <laughs> trades unfavorably with Lightning Bolt. <laughs> yep. Um oh, and then the Nahiri Emrakul decks. Nahiri Emrakul decks.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, these decks are definitely I'm definitely pretty impressed with, with those decks. Nahiri's just a solid card and you know, it hits that sweet spot of not being able to be abrupt Decay, when you plus it, it's pretty hard to kill through combat, and I think it's got a lot of good things going for it. Exiling always nice in a in a kitchen finks sort of world, and uh, I'm pretty impressed with the deck. Uh, it's definitely one that I'm considering playing as well. It's versatile
2: for sure, and well. And the other thing is you mentioned about Nahiri, like any of those planeswalkers that come down, and four man obviously is such an important number in modern, but any of the planeswalkers historically that can come down. At three or at four and have a and have a high loyalty right off the bat, it it forces your opponent so quickly to evaluate, okay, I'm either gonna have to go all in on resources to clear this thing off the table, like I really have to go in on this, or if I ignore it and I just try to stick to my plan A, which is to kill them, it just gets completely out of hand. And I've always loved planeswalkers like that, cards like that, because it's it's a it's a uh, it's a huge tilt <laughs> if you play it at the right moment against your opponent. It's a huge tilt. You're just looking at it and you're like, this thing is just going to get out of control.
0: When you're in a beatdown plan and you have to deal with, even like a Liliana of the Veil, where yep. it's like my choice is either I have to fog myself for a turn to try and kill your thing, that mm-hmm. might not even work, or go for you and just let you keep edict- edicting me and, and making me discard. Like, that's a terrible situation.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Gideon was a, was a card I always truly feared in uh, when I was playing Pod and that sort of strategy. Where against the blue or red decks, you're, you're never really comboing them. They're decks full of lightning bolts and paths and stuff. So your plan is usually to beat them down, and then they play something like Gideon. And I think Nahiri probably is similar, where you just it just generates such a huge advantage over the, the course of a few turns. And you're, you're really up against it when you're trying to attack with you know, small to medium-sized creatures.
2: I always have this feeling when, I, when I'm in those situations where I play against one of those cards, and I go, I see it, and I go, okay, I'm sticking to my plan A, sticking on the beat down plan, I'm gonna win, I'm gonna ignore this, and then when I'm, when I'm dead five turns later, I'm like, they were smarter than me. I'm like, God, they were smarter than me the whole time. <laughs> they, You know, because it happens, you're like, I'm smarter than this, I can outsmart this thing, I'll just, I'll just go over the top, you know, I'll ignore it. And, uh, I don't know, I think that's a, that's, that's a, that'll be a fun card to see develop in modern for sure. Uh, it's, it's cool to see those decks. It kind of slides into an existing shell in a lot of ways. I mean, we have, we know most of what's backing that up. It's just, you know, you have a few new cards added to kind of an old strategy.
0: Sure. I mean, I, I have seen a lot of Grixis lists like just running Dreadboards now because they need a way to deal with all these planeswalkers running around everywhere. Yeah. Dreadboards. Between Jace, Nahiri, Liliana, and like even getting high at like in the Gideon land. Gideon is sweet.
1: Shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: On, on to uh, that card. <laughs> I've
1: heard a bit of talk about, um, What's the to the slaughter in Jund also? okay. As, as a possible option to help you deal with those sorts of Planeswalkers, that's not you know dead against other decks.
2: Yeah, I wonder if um, how how big if Planeswalkers continue their efficacy. I wonder if like cards like Pithing Needle will become more prominent. Well, they already
0: <laughs> pretty are. I mean, like that's another deck that I think is always underrated, but it it takes proficiency to do well with it. Is like the Lantern deck. Yeah. Just because once again. Stony Silence, I think, is lower than it normally will be. That is a deck that can fight through Stony Silence anyways better than most decks. Right. And if Stony Silence is low, Ancient Grudge is going to be extra low, which is a bigger problem for the deck. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the problem with Lantern is more like how much patience do you have to play that deck through two days, but i i mean i would i would definitely not fault anyone for picking that deck up
2: so we have we have absente company but we're thinking it's tier zero we have the two new kids on the block we're not exactly sure where they fall just because they haven't really had enough tournament experience to really see how they're going to fare in a big field then you have affinity we mentioned what about burn
1: and infect those are definitely the kind of decks that will show up Uh, i think it's there's there's some ex, to some extent in modern the the same as legacy where people have their decks they've been playing and they don't they don't really change it up from there, and I, I think burn is especially one of those decks that people got it when it was cheap, they still own it, they still like to play it, and they're just going to run it pretty much no matter what is going on in the rest of the field.
2: They got it when it was cheap. I love that. It's but, like totally not cheap at all anymore.
0: <laughs> well, plus like uh, Joel's used to say this a lot. Who now works at Wizards? He he used to say that if he's going to a PDQ and he hasn't prepared for it at all, and he's just, like, running it and he has something, just, like, play the aggro deck. Play the thing that's just going to shoot fire at their face because it takes the least amount of me knowing what's going on and how to play in the format, and Burn is kind of a deck like that where it's like, eventually, I just need to draw enough Lightning Bolts.
2: Yeah, I'm actually surprised looking at the price of Eidolon. It's actually still only 11 bucks. That's That
0: seems seems not going to last very long. It seemed like it should have been much higher than that, right? It's only been a year since it rotated. Yeah, it's true. true. Um, So we've kind of talked about decks that we might play or should play or could play. What deck would either of you not touch for this GP? What deck do you think... And, and a, uh, a tier one or two deck, not like... I mean, don't... Seance is not an option to say here. Sure. <laughs> uh,
2: for me, I mean, I think that... I think that, like, your little, like, your, your sort of blue-based tempo-y sort of decks... That, like a that, Delver? Like a Delver-style deck, as much as that's, like, what I would want to play. I don't think that really has a place right
0: now. feels like it gets... Even with the Delver Visions plan?
2: Yeah, it, I just don't think I don't think you're gonna be like resilient enough to get around like a grindy combo engine. I think you're. I mean, we haven't even mentioned just like Jund and or just the fact that like there's Abzan company, but there's also just like there's also people that are just gonna be playing Abzan decks, just like they're gonna be playing Jund decks, and like those are just tough matchups. They're just very grindy. They they're they're resilient to those decks. So I, I think those tempo decks. You're
0: saying playing tempo decks because because people will be playing Jund and junk, and those are bad decks. And Jeskai, all three of those. Er, yes. Uh, Jeskai and Grixis, all four of those decks are kind of bad for you if you're a Delver. Yeah. Because it's just think like so. all the removal. Yep.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't play that kind of a deck. Um, I, will, I will
0: say between Junk and Jund, you should play Jund this weekend. Yeah. Just just Anger of the Gods and Colagon's Command. And Colagon's Command both go really far versus Lingering Souls, which I don't think is as good because Infect is not as good. Right. And Affinity is not good. And those are the. Reasons you play Linkering souls? Yeah,
2: Colagon's command is definitely. I mean, you definitely want that card. It, it hits. It, it hits a lot of what you want to be doing. Um, they're both sweet because they both play scavenging use. So that's. <laughs> I think that's like real high on the list of priorities this weekend. What do you think, Sam?
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um, and and I think I agree with you about playing Delver type strategies. I I don't want to play decks that have a low threat count and are also vulnerable to lightning bolt. Right. That's cer- that's certainly. One spot. And another of the decks that I would not play would probably be the, the Dredge deck. I think people are not skimping on Graveyard Hate, and your deck is not so powerful that you're going to like auto win your game ones, which I think is a, a big draw to that sort of deck. But you're not necessarily going to do that.
2: I think uh, a deck we're, we're forgetting to mention, and Kessler, I want mean, another deck you wouldn't play also, but um, I think Storm is a deck that people often just forget. It's always off people's radar, and it can take tournaments by surprise. I don't really know if storm is particularly bad right now. Like it doesn't. Like you, if you get it, if you go off against company before they go off, you just win. I mean, they, they could, I guess they could have played at that point of finks, so maybe they're a little out of range. But I still feel like you can just win. They don't really interact with you at all.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I always think Storm is fine. If this problem with Storm in this format is everyone's being is like pseudo afraid of the graveyard strategies right now, and it is and it's just based, so yeah. bad when someone has graveyard hate. Storms, yeah, like, that was they do exactly what I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> like Storm is basically Spell Dredge. <laughs> it's not, but like it has yeah. a lot of similar yeah, problems. True, true, true. Um, my the deck I wouldn't touch is probably Infect. To be totally honest, I, I do think people will play it, and people that are just good at it will play it. But like as Sam mentioned, it's kind of like what you mentioned—like it's weak to Lightning Bolt, Snapcaster Mage. Those are still around; those are cards yeah. that are still good. It's weak to re- all these like heavy removal decks, it's weak and to it's really bad against collected company decks. Like yeah. they have main deck Spellskite and f- two main deck Maliras just for funsies. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, rough. <laughs> it's rough. Like I don't, and, and and beyond that, they even have like Orzhov Pontiff. So like you have yeah. all these cards that just kind of like accidentally wreck you in their main deck. So like. Just yeah, graveyard strategies and stuff like that are stuff that I'd be really, really hesitant to start thinking about playing or going full up on.
2: Agreed. Um, all right, let's. Should we talk sideboard? You guys want to
0: talk sideboard? Yeah, we can go. We can go on the sideboard. Um, our top. So so the last, the last, the oh, tail mer- half of the episode.
2: Murfolk's is another deck that I'm that I'm curious about.
0: I think Murfoks completely worth playing. Yeah. It doesn't use like same as kind of. Uh, Elves, where yeah. both of them don't use the graveyard. They're not artifact, but they're aggro strategies. Like, right. Zoo kind of fits in that, too. All three of them are, like, very resilient, and, like, there's the hate against them isn't as bad. Right. The thing that's better about Merfolk and Elves is that Kitchen Finks doesn't just murder your day. Right. Like, Zoo has a problem of, like, oh, if a Kitchen Finks is not play, I lose. But those two decks can very easily get around that, and Spreading Seas is always good when the best deck is a three-color deck.
2: Spreading Seas is just, like, always good. Like, to give me, give me an, a, a format ever in modern that's ever existed where Spreading Seas is not good. It's never happened.
0: Oh, I also think Tron would also is not the worst pick for this weekend.
2: Um, yeah, we haven't talked at all about Tron in the last couple of weeks, have we?
0: Well, like, all the decks I named are bad matchups for Tron, so if the matchups that are bad to play in this format are things that Tron doesn't want to see, right. Tron's going to have a better weekend. Yeah, that's fair. It's good, against the, it's good against all these fair decks we're talking about, too. So wh- about, You want to talk about Planeswalkers, it's good against Planeswalkers. Card. <laughs> so, what should we should,
2: let's let's go over our top sideboard card each per color. I know you and I came up with a list. Sam, were you able to come up with a list? Yeah, I, I got a list here. Okay, I'll bet you there's some crossover, but uh, we should let's let's each throw out what's what's your white card, Sam?
1: I have Stony Silence as my my white card.
2: Um, I also wanted to use Stony Silence, but I assumed Kessler was going to use it, so I chose Rest in Peace instead. Um, I do think Stony Silence is. Probably of the two, the more relevant, but they're they're both relevant and they they both have their applications. So you just have to decide how afraid you are of how afraid you are of affinity and sort of the meat combo, or just like how much you just want to house graveyard decks. And it might be graveyard decks might be more of the problem. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, Stony Silence fits my modern sideboarding uh, like plan perfectly, which is you don't get that many sideboard cards. And you know, and and there's so many decks, it's hard to choose which ones to target. So you want to make sure that when you do draw your sideboard card, right. it just beats them. And Stony Silence definitely, and Rest in Peace, both definitely fit that bill. I'm with you. Yeah, I had I have the same feeling. I want
2: I I want three to four copies in my sideboard of like a high card that
0: nukes. Your worst matchup. Yeah,
2: high impact cards that make a huge difference when I draw them. Um, as opposed to you'll see the sideboards sometimes, and I've been I've done it before. I've played it where where I have ones and twos of a bunch of things and I have maybe four copies of the card I think is the most important but the problem is then those matchups when you have to side in the ones and the twos you're just like ugh. You're just like, there's just, I don't really have an edge here. I have to get so lucky for this to make a difference.
0: Well, if you're in the ones and twos lands, you need to be playing blue and or some type of, like, tutor package kind of situation. Or you need to have... Some oh, type of velocity in your deck.
2: Or the ones and twos should be for strategies that your deck is naturally pretty good against.
0: Or or, or you have a deck that can handle them in the long run, but you have problems in the late game. Yeah. Like, a like a, in, if you're a deck that has a weak jund problem, but you can not die to junt, right. you can play something like a Karanos or something along those lines. Uh, uh, so my white card, uh, hedging on someone else picking Stony Silence, which they did, was uh, actually Leyline of Sanct- Sanctity. I can never say this. Leyline of Sanctity? Yeah, Sanctity. Which, uh, I, it, it's kind of a similar boat where there are decks that just, if you have a problem with Burn, if you have a problem with Junt or Junk or any of the Fair decks, it helps you a lot in those matchups. Yeah, agreed. And it also, you like randomly get wins because something like, uh, what's the, Ad nauseum can't kill you. <laughs>
1: Um yeah, totally all right. Speaking of Ad I do want to go into black with the what the best yeah. black sideboard card is. Sam, what do you have? I actually had a pretty hard time coming up with a good black sideboard card because it feels like the the good black cards are all main deck cards to me. Yeah. But I ended up going with Fulminator Mage.
2: Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
1: It's a it, it
2: can be exclusively a black card.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's a little cheaty, but,
2: but okay. Yeah, we it. didn't
0: include gold cards, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. But that <laughs> works. I mean it's, it's hybrid, it, it works as a black card. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a mono black pox deck could play it, so I'll allow it. Yeah, I, well, I, I
2: was, I've been toying around in my zombies deck with Withered wretch, but if I don't play zombies, then probably Thoughtseize is a better card. Thoughtseize does more and it is better just against more things.
0: Yeah, as a cyborg card, it's interesting because a lot of the linear decks that don't want to, like, have Thoughtseize in game one, but in in later games need it, do have Thoughtseize in the cyborg. Like, yeah. I I almost want to say most of the decks I've, like messed around with in a while now have had more thoughtsies in the sideboard than the main
2: yeah agreed i mean it, when is thoughtsies not a good card like it's, it's that's like we were talking Burn about matchups yeah
0: that's, okay
2: <laughs> i mean we were talking about red cards and i was like eh, i don't know i mean lightning bolt i guess this is a good side but it's like <laughs> it's just the like cards that are just good all the time
0: so uh, mine's damnation
2: if you're black yeah that's good i mean it's not I, that's,
0: I, I, yeah i mean it's a pretty standard destroy all creatures yeah can't regenerate if you have a problem with creature matchups. Uh, I did have Leyline of the Void in there for a while, but yeah. I kind of took it out and it was one or the other. Yeah, I already had a Leyline, so.
2: Yeah, I think, um, I, I, Damnation's fine. I mean, Damnation, in my experience, anytime I've ever played that in a deck in Modern, it's, like, great. Like, it's great. You, like, draw Damnation and you actually resolve it and it's, like, turn four, turn five, turn six when you play it. But, like, it's just, I it's don't just know. It's just
0: Wrath of God. It's a black wrath of God.
2: Yeah, but I just mean I think in modern because it's it costs four and it doesn't exile. It's just like it leaves so much to be desired. It's counterable. I don't know. There's just there's just so many things about it that are like I could I, I want a better
1: card than this. I hope
2: that's not what I have to play in
0: my sideboard.
1: All right. Cool. Yeah, I agree completely in that. That's what my red
0: card will a little preview will uh, will be. I have a feeling <laughs> we have the same red card. All right, red. Let's go there.
2: <laughs> I want ancient grudge. Um, I mean, I, again, like guys think Sheets
0: you guys, your gold cards, both of you.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know Kessler, what your card is. And I, it sounds like from what you said, Sam, that probably maybe you guys have the same red card.
0: Sam, what's your red card?
2: Anger of the gods. Me yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's ex- right. Like you, you said like, that's why your red card's the way it is. That's like so much more in my wheelhouse as far as that's so much more in my wheelhouse as far as what I would want that card to do is, I mean, why board do you, wipe. yeah, why would you want to play anger, Sam?
1: Uh yeah, I mean it's it's basically just a three mana damnation that also doesn't let their kitchen finks trigger, right? Against the decks that I want damnation, like what, what am I killing two tarmogoyfs? Probably not. They're they're all going to be small creatures if I actually am going to be boarding this card in, and if you know if I'm killing all small creatures, I'd prefer to do it for one less mana and also to exile them.
2: Yeah, fully. I mean I, I don't. <laughs> I know I've played both of them in modern sideboards in various, various different times and various different metas, but I've never been as pleased with Damnation.
0: It comes from a color... If, I, if I'm in red, I don't want Damnation. But right. if I'm not in red, I probably want Damnation.
2: I mean, historically, would you say the or best sideboard up. color is white? It is, right, in modern? Yes. And would you say the worst is red? No. Or would you say it black?
1: Blue. I, oh, oh I, I had green. That's interesting. Oh, interesting. Oh.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess it really comes down to just, like, Stony Silence is the best sideboard card in modern. It's just, like, <laughs> you just want to be
1: playing four of
0: those. Well, like, I mean, yeah.
1: Stony Silence, rest in peace. Like, if we're picking Damnation as one of the best sideboard cards, Wrath of God has to at least be as good as Damnation, right? Yeah, of, yeah. Course. Or at least of course. close, and I wouldn't even consider that one of the, like, top five white sideboard no. cards. No,
2: definitely. no, definitely. Yeah. So, okay, so that's our black, our red, our white. Um, green? Blue. Okay, green, sure. Okay. Okay. Um, what did I write down? I had for choke green? for green. So I thought about choke. Um, I'm not that like I'm not that worried about decks that are playing a huge number of
0: islands for some reason. Like I. We just talk about Merfolk's good. The Nahiri decks are good. Like there's all these like random blue decks that you're gonna run into that, and like Blue Moon's always on the on the fringe. You just kind of wreck people. It's kind of like Blood Moon. Yeah, but for for me, just what I was thinking about, which, which is surprising that none of us put Blood Moon as our best as our red, red card. Yeah, red it card. Can,
2: I mean it usually is really good. I I just when I was thinking about it, I just was like, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared of like island decks. It's not just Blue Decks. You have to remember, that's the difference. That's, that's, the, that's the huge difference between Choke and Blood Moon. Is like Blood Moon is just intrinsically good against everything that tries to be creative. A choke is only good against people that are willing to be choked. So if they've designed their mana base knowing maybe I'm gonna get choked, they can still have game against you. I've like I've resolved choke against blue decks and modern before, and just like they're like, all right, like I have, you know, these three lands that I can still use, and like they just get out from under it. Have you ever
0: lost a choke?
2: It's, oh no, I mean, that's I'm not saying it's not <laughs> annoying. I'm just, you're talking about the best sideboard card. So,
0: I mean, yeah. I, mean, went,
2: I went Scavenging Ooze. I mean, that was, that's, and I know that probably is a main deck card in most of the green decks in modern, but Scavenging Ooze to me is just like, in my experience, is the most satisfying card to draw as a green card
0: against graveyard decks. It's, yeah, yeah my, the problem I have Scavenging Ooze is just. It's a main deck card. It's a main deck card. In every, yeah. Almost more than, like, I'm playing, I think, more Scavenging Ooze's in Jund right now than Thought Seize's. Yeah, it's fair. What do you
2: think, Sam?
1: Yeah, I was I was tempted by Scavenging Ooze and Choke. Those were actually the two that I put before I decided to go with Nature's Claim. Yeah, um, it's funny, right? I, I yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it's just I mean it's just a you know, you're usually trading up on mana at a, a very very low cost and it's just a, a really really powerful effect. It's not quite like the, the same like KO that Choke is, you know, where you sometimes you just play it and the game ends that turn right away, but it it has its moments where it's very very good. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Last color, blue.
2: So blue, as you said, was the worst sideboard card or the worst sideboard color. I mean, I, I thought about a couple cards. The one that came down for me was just that. Collected company is an instant that costs four, and dispel is an instant that costs one, and trading one for four <laughs> is sweet. So I was like, dispel is generally good against a lot of things, but it's particularly good against them. So
1: that's,
0: I definitely, I definitely, I definitely think dispel is the best blue sideboard card.
2: What do you think, Sam?
1: That was also what I had as well. Yeah. get Gets your companies, gets your court of callings, and I mean, how bad can it be? You're trading one mana for usually more than one.
2: I also love, like, I, last summer I played a, a ton of uh, blue sideboard cards in modern for whatever reason. I don't remember why I didn't play that many modern tournaments with a blue deck, but I, I feel like I played a lot of dispels and... Dispel just trades against Lightning Bolt so well in the burn matchups. Like it's like the it's like so sweet when you're like I'm not even this isn't even for burn, but it's like when you play against burn you're just like, yeah, just it's fine. I'll just one for one you. Like that's your most efficient spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I'm good with it.
0: Okay, I have a question. So, um, me trying to champion that blue is the worst sideboard color in modern. Yeah. Before I say mine, can you e- either of you name another great blue sideboard card other than Dispel? That's not a worse version of it like Spell Pierce. Um, I mean
2: I'm assuming you're going to say Hercules recall because like
0: it's no, a, I don't think that's a good sideboard no, card. <laughs> it's not. But I mean that's like blues answer and all ways. It's, its um, only sideboard card.
2: Yeah, I I've, I've I've in the past depending on format I've been totally fine playing threads of disloyalty. Um that's never been a card that I'm like okay. have issues playing. Like I it's like threads. it's it's easy and pretty sweet still storm of course.
0: Yeah. Sam.
1: Yeah, I I I had threads on my short list when I was considering cards. Um negate is also yep. a card that I like, but uh, you said not a worse version of uh, of another one, and yeah, negate probably is just a worse version of dispel most of the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's probably the best case for it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think blue might be among the worst sideboard card colors. I think it's close between blue and green.
0: So so oh, my card has been Dillion Click, which is arguably similar to Scavenger Goose, which is it's yeah. kind of a main deck card. But like I feel like recently a lot of the time I just have a click in my sideboard to bring as as an additional threat that yeah. like if I need to maybe be a little bit more beat down or I need another hand disruption spell, especially if I'm not in black, but even sometimes if I am.
2: You know what decks I wish like just were sweeter in Modern and just aren't because of Lightning Bolt? Decks that could play Hierarch on one and Click on two. Like that's just like, I just wish we, I like wish. Bant. Yeah, like like it's just like Bant tempo. Like I, I've i always been a fan of that, you know? Like But you just can't really do that. It's not, they're both so weak. They just die. They get wiped. The toughnesses are so bad. I don't know. That's always bummed me out.
0: All right. Next, Artifacts.
2: Uh, I wrote down Spellskite, I think. Or was it? Yeah, yeah. I wrote down Spellskite. I mean, it Surprising. makes sense. Spellskite's my favorite card in Modern. Um, Most
0: played creature in Modern, too.
2: Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a ridiculous card. It's a ridiculous card. And, and who who would have seen that coming? It has a Phyrexian Mana symbol on it. Um, it. That card's ridiculous. You know, I don't think it's as good right now in this meta as it has been in the past. Obviously, Twin was... The, that was like the heyday when you could just like, su- you could just like main deck, you could just main deck spell skites and just like house half the format, but I don't think it's quite as good now, but I still think... I
0: think it's still pretty good. There's, it, it's better as a defensive spell than it, it used to be, but you yeah. still have, in fact, bog- boggles, you have just every blue and red deck out there. Yeah, it, has blo- some it blocks well,
2: it. it's, it's fine. It's not amazing against
0: burn,
1: but it's fine against burn. Um, yeah, it's, it's good.
0: Sam, do you have an artifact?
1: I, I also was considering spellskite. I decided to go with graft diggers. Cage. Oh, you stole mine! <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. I, graft diggers Cage, Neither of you guys went with relic.
2: That relic was the other card for me. That was rest in peace
0: is better. It taps, and you don't want tap tapping artifact against Nahiri.
2: Yeah, I, true. I don't
0: know if that's super relevant, and you do it at the end of turn. I was kidding, but yeah, yeah. continue. Well, I mean,
2: relic. I mean, you you said rest in peace. Rest in peace is white. Sure. Relic's colorless, and relic draws. Relic can cycle and draw you a card, even if you don't need it. Um, you draw sure. it in the wrong moment.
0: Sam, why why, why graph digger's cage? I'm gonna let you have it.
1: Yeah, um, I think that the the pot or the the company decks are the be- among the best decks in the format, if not the best deck, just period. And I I want a card that hates on them. I also it hates on dredge. I basically think unless you have your own graveyard strategies to be exploiting, you should probably just be playing those over um, over relic at this point because. Because of their applications against the the Pod, or the Collected Company decks.
0: Yeah, Collected Company, Dredge, uh, the Nihiri decks, because they're sneaking in Emrakul's into play. Right. Any random other deck that's trying to sneak Emrakul into play, to be totally honest, there's a bunch of decks that are trying to do that kind of stuff, so it makes sense. Right. And and you know, locks out Snapcaster Mage randomly if you don't have your own. Right, like there's definitely cool things that it does. So, um, so with
2: that being said, that's our that's our top sideboard cards.
1: So I have we, a land. Oh, You chose land? Yeah, yeah. Is it Ghost Quarter?
0: No. Oh, is yours Ghost Quarter? I chose Ghost Quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, do you have a land?
1: I didn't, but I'll choose Besigio. Oh, he stole oh
0: my whole list, <laughs> 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 stolen from me, right out. The carpet rub, ripped out from under me. Yeah, Besigio would be my, my the only other land. Those are like the two lands you sideboard in, right? I don't, I can't really think of another yeah, one. Yeah,
2: I mean, I've seen, I've seen, depending on the deck, I've, I've seen people in Modern play just either, either a basic land or a man land on a sideboard as just an extra land. Like, okay. you need an extra land, or like, I, I've, I've never thought it was the worst thing in. Um, I don't know in some grindy decks. Like I've heard, I've heard people say before that in the in the
0: Jund or Abzan Mirror, you can play an extra man land in the sideboard. I could think of a third one, uh, Infect, and in some other decks definitely side in uh, Dried arbors from the side yep. when they're playing yep. against black green decks because a fetching into it against a Liliana is just a house. Yeah, it's good for sure. Because they just win. <laughs> yep. Cool. All right. So that's that's the the five card. Co- Seven? Seven, or seven sideboard cards. One for each color and two colorless cards. One's a land, one artifact. So to clarify,
2: we think that tier zero this weekend is Collected Company Be prepared, Abzan. We think that tier two is probably some combination of...
0: I say Jund, uh, and then linear aggro decks that aren't killed by Kitchen Fink. So the elves, merfolk. Yeah. And Even then, like the Eldrazi decks. Like we didn't talk about them, but like the red green Eldrazi deck is still around. That's a deck.
2: Yep. And then tier three would probably be... Tier three would probably be easily exploitable. Uh, all index, so like like infect, for instance, right infinity
0: now. Infinity still. I mean, like rest in peace. Is I think Affinity is probably. I, I
2: still I still think infinity is probably just below uh, your, your your first tier, but um, I think like yeah. In- I, th-
1: I think the difference between Affinity and those other decks is that Affinity has the power level to back it up, whereas those other decks are a little less consistent.
2: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Storm. I guess is another one we were talking about that's easily exploitable. That just like gets trashed against the wrong the matchup right card. Uh, like living end is another one that if you if you're playing against somebody unprepared you probably just beat them but if so they're prepared... if people are
0: playing rest in pieces living End is not as bad as people give it credit for because instead of yes they have to just eventually cast five mana dirtle creatures but they now have three mana instant speed exile board wipes yeah. that are like really good yeah because they side in ley lines like they bring in ley line of the void against yeah. decks because it just wrecks people when they need their graveyard totally. um but yeah that's 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 it for the episode. Sam, do you have anything else you want to say before we start signing off? Sure. I'll, I'll give your viewers
1: one, or your listeners, I guess, one, a piece of advice. If you're playing elves, I think you should strongly consider trying Duskwatch Recruiter. That's been yeah, my little sweet. tech card lately, and it's very sweet. Also check out Training Grounds with Squatch Recruiter. There's probably something good that you can do there.
2: You know I love Training Grounds, Gessler. I've been talking about it forever. I've been trying to make Training Grounds decks with Pack Rat work. I, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Training Grounds, is that card is underused. card's sweet.
0: I'm looking up what Duskwatch Recruiter does. That's the new one. That's, oh, the uh, Werewolf that just like... Yeah. Too, oh, sweet. That card's, card's good. good. Yeah, yeah. I've,
1: okay. I've been playing it in Elves and just... It gives you a mana sink in the grindy games. So against, like, Lightning Bolt decks that is very, very powerful. And then against... Uh, so, sometimes you can really go off with, like, Nettle Sentinels and whatnot, and, you know, you you, have all, you get all of them into play, and then you can just get all the elves into play. Right. But just just activating it, like, three times or whatever with an archdruid is pretty insane. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. I'm been, I've been sold.
2: <laughs> yeah, that card's cool. All uh, right. I was considering that for Werewolves. Um, so that pretty much wraps it up. Guys, we are on Twitter once more. Find us at the MMCast, and, of course, check out our sister podcast, the Command Zone on RocketJump.com. If you want to find us personally, you can find Kessler at...
0: Cass Wiley. You can, Cass Wiley.
2: You can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And Sam, where can the folks find you? Uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at SMDSTER or on ChannelFireball.com. I do a video every week.
0: Cool. Sweet. And we'll see you guys at the Grand Prix. Yeah, we'll be there. We might be doing a cool event on Friday. We're trying to figure out exactly how to accomplish it. We've gotten permission from Wizards. We're trying to get make sure it's a, Channel Fireballs working with us, but it should be sweet.
2: Yep, hopefully we'll have more info. So follow us on Twitter, at the MMCast, and, and you'll find all the information
0: you need. Yep, so, so many pictures will be posted. Yes. Hand-drawn advertisements yeah. with crayons. It's going to be awesome. All right, thanks guys for listening. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, guys. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to the MMcast at rocketjump.com.
2: See you later, alligator.